A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. One wave, two wave. Red wave, red wave. It's high noon. For Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. And as I slowly migrate off Instagram... I'm really liking this uh, Telegram thing. So please, if you want the information during the day, the articles to read, the stuff I put out, the links to stuff that you are almost definitely not seeing if you are not a person who has the time to do this that I do, that will be where I'm dropping links to articles and commentary on stuff, whatever. I actually think that it's a better platform than Instagram for what I do. And so, you know, go ahead and do your own personal Instagram stuff, but turn on the notifications on Telegram and you won't have to search for my stories and you won't have to worry that Instagram kills my swipe up links. None of that. You'll get all the stuff that I'm looking at during the day that I think is important. And that's that. So it's called the uh, I'm Your Moderator info stream on Telegram. You just go to t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. And that should take you right there. And then just subscribe to the channel. There's a discussion thread as well, but but subscribe to the channel. And if you want to talk to other people, if you want to join that discussion, then you go over to the discussion thread. But. I feel like this is a really, really good solution. I'm actually liking it much better because the Instagram platform was not built for what I do, which is obvious and that's fine. But this kind of is. And the really interesting thing about Telegram, and I want to loop this in back to our discussions 
about a decentralized media. I think once really good journalists realize what they can do on this platform, that people can just straight up subscribe to them there. They can promote their other platforms there. They can build a community there where they get to speak directly to people. And the people who would follow them on Twitter, for instance, who don't want to engage in the crosstalk and don't want to get flamed for having the reaction that they have to the posts, they can do it there and not have to have the distraction and noise and constant negativity that the social media platforms enable. So I hope that more uh, people who are talking about these issues will migrate to that channel. It's also a secure messenger. And yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. I don't work for Telegram. And I wish that they paid me, but they don't. But download the Telegram app. I really think that this is a good way to get information. And it, it is better than the mainstream media. And it's way better than trying to get stuff from Apple notifications. And, you know, eventually you'll be able to diversify your feed there, just like I encourage people to do on Twitter. You know, follow some central narrative figures. I used to follow Maggie Haberman and Vox just because I wanted to know what the counter narrative to my narrative was, the false central narrative. It's important to know that so you can know how to react to it. What they do also that makes it valuable to know what they're saying is that they kind of preempt their own problems. They know where their weaknesses are going to be based on what Trump's going to do as far as, you know, trends in the campaign. Like they know when the court dates are. They know when these uh, these hearings are that people might be paying attention to. And they'll release information to knock down those things so that people won't see them. Everybody will run to the new shiny thing that the central narrative says and miss the other stuff. And that's why they do it. And they know this stuff will cause them problems. So they're trying to insert false narratives before the real one comes out. All right. That's all I want to say about that. Follow the telegram. And uh, by the way, Donald dot the Donald dot win is a great resource as well. That's. The Internet Hive Mind on our team uh, just putting out information all day. Some of it you might not like. Some of it you like. Some of it you don't trust. Some of it you do. That's up to you. If you are offended by Pepe memes, you're going to have a real problem. Also, if you're offended by Pepe memes, you might be retarded. Because Pepe memes are A, hilarious, and B, not offensive. So yesterday... In the afternoon slash evening, I watched the four hours of the Michigan hearing in front of Michigan legislators, uh, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, and then a bunch of witnesses that they brought on. And the witness testimony was all extremely compelling. It is really, really obvious what happened in all of these states. If you don't have time to watch the whole thing, and I doubt you do, uh, Definitely watch Rudy's closing statement and watch Jenna Ellis's closing statement. And then there's some questioning of the two of them in the midst of that. But it is really, really powerful stuff. Giuliani and Ellis called on the legislators to 
exercise their constitutional power that was given to them for this exact purpose. The naming of electors is on them for situations just like this, where the will of the people has been overridden and destroyed by obvious fraud, obvious fraud. There is no doubt about the fraud. All of the witnesses have already given all the information they're giving in the hearings in their affidavits. They are sworn under penalty of perjury, and each and every one of them knows it. And so I want to talk a little bit about the absolutely deplorable uh behavior of the Democratic representatives there, the Democrat Party representatives, I should say. And the reason I say it that way, I don't know why other people do. You know, some people are like, yeah, it's because it says rat at the end of Democrat. Okay, well, if that's true, that's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying it because the word democratic implies that these people care about people and they care about the democratic process and they care about democracy in general, and they don't. So that's why I call them the Democrat Party, because that's their brand name. And that's it. But there were two representatives in particular, and the first was a woman named Cynthia A. Jackson, who was often referred to by the speaker as, or the chairman of the committee, I should say, as C.A. Jackson. And what she did was some of the worst behavior by a public official I've ever seen. She so the first witness that Rudy called was this um, very soft spoken uh, Indian American who was an immigrant here and had a understandable but noticeable accent. Totally understandable. Not saying she's not fluent, but she had a clear accent. And she was obviously an immigrant and not just obviously. I mean, she talked about it. But at the end of her testimony, which was long, it was probably a half an hour or 40 minutes. I mean, she spoke slowly. She was clearly afraid to be standing up, but knew she had to. And Representative Jackson, at the end of it, asked her. Because her name was Jesse Jacob, okay? J-E-S-S-Y, Jacob. And the representative asked her to spell her name out loud. She asked her if Jacob was her given last name. And of course it wasn't. It was a married name. And the representative then asked her to give her maiden name, her original name, her Indian name, which is long and hard to spell. And I... I'm not going to attempt to say it. And then she asked if Jesse was her full given first name. And the reason she did this was to put on camera on record exactly how to find this woman and how to search into her background. This is the equivalent of doxing. And she did it in a committee hearing. And not only that, C.A. Jackson, 
is a black woman who's 62 and her rebuttal to all these testimonies because she was not asking substantive questions at any point. Each representative had a chance to ask one question of each witness, and this is what she used it for. And she she passed completely when Phil Waldron, Colonel Phil Waldron was there giving his technical testimony based on data analysis. She just she didn't have a question for him. But to this Indian immigrant woman. She wanted to find out what her exact given name was and how to spell it. And how did she know that she would have a different given name? Is it because she's an Indian immigrant? She literally tried to intimidate and dox this person because she's an Indian immigrant. By every standard of good behavior, what she did was incredibly racist. And then there was actually another Indian immigrant there. And to that woman, she tried to play the race card. Like that this woman was intentionally disenfranchising black voters in Detroit. And this centered around the the fact that 71% of ballots in Detroit are unrecountable, which means that they cannot be audited. And this happens election after election after election, decade after decade. They make it so that the vote totals can't be audited. And we are just supposed to believe that in all these urban centers around the country controlled by Democrats. And now the way they hold elections is obvious to everyone. We're just supposed to believe that all those black voters vote for Democrats 95 percent of the time, all the time, everywhere in every election, even though the the votes can never, ever be audited. And to question that is racist. To question that disenfranchises the poor minority voters in Detroit. No. What Cynthia Jackson does disenfranchises those voters. She is protecting an obviously corrupt system because it benefits her and her party. And to support that. Rather than arguing with what the witnesses are saying or questioning them on a substantive basis, she says they're racist. They watched the process with their own eyes. They swore to what they saw under penalty of perjury. And the claim is that they are trying to disenfranchise black voters in Detroit. These two immigrant Indian ladies are trying to disenfranchise black voters in Detroit. Got it. Got it, Cynthia. That makes sense. Can I quiz you about how that's racist, Cynthia? Will you let me quiz you? Because that's what I would like to do. And of course, she did the over talking thing. So the chairman of the committee had to slam his gavel down and talk about how she's out of order. And of course she forces that and she'll send out fundraising emails about how the bad white man isn't letting her talk. 
And the amazing thing is that the Indian women were actually telling stories about how if you were a white poll watcher and poll challenger as a Republican, then you were kicked out. They would attack those people, intimidate those people, and then kick them out. And they said with no hesitation that what they witnessed was racism against those white men with Republican badges. Like actual racism. People were saying actual racist things to them. And the people in the center were cheering when they would get kicked out. They said, this is our house tonight. They also testified to trucks of ballots being brought in the back door in the middle of the night and then counted, run through the machines multiple times, as many times as they needed. They also described the same tricks that were being described in other states. The Dominion machines would jam. Rather than discarding that batch in the machine and running the whole batch again, they would just run the whole batch again, and they would do this seven, eight, nine, ten times. And so what happens with those machines is that after all those ballots go through, the, the number on the screen is the number of total ballots that went through. And then you can take the entire batch in bulk and mark it down as straight Democrat tickets. They also gave testimony about people literally changing ballots by hand. They also gave testimony about how once these ballots were counted, they were meant to go into these boxes that would then be sealed. But there were also boxes that were found defective and unable to be sealed. And they would use them too thereby breaking the chain of custody on these ballots so that they cannot be recounted because the recount would be invalidated based on the fact that they were in these unsafe boxes. When this happens once, that's an error. When this happens countless times at every city in question, it's a system. End of story. And so there was another Democrat rep there named uh, Camilleri. What the hell was his first name? Darren with an I. So Damon, Damon, <laughs> Damon Camilleri. Darren Camilleri was almost as bad as Cynthia Jackson, but not quite as bad. What he did to multiple witnesses was claim that their affidavits had been found by a court to be inaccurate and untrustworthy. He was calling the witnesses liars to that which they swore under oath was true. And he was doing it right to their face. And he was doing it specifically to discredit them. Now, whether or not a judge actually wrote that opinion, their cases haven't been in court yet. 
And so the fact that a corrupt Democrat state could find a corrupt Democrat judge to write an opinion means absolutely nothing. And again, if that Democrat had doubts about their claims, he could have questioned their claims. Instead, he asked them, why should we believe you? Imagine a Republican asking an Indian immigrant woman who was clearly intimidated to be there because she knows what will happen to her for coming out. She's a city employee and has been for decades. She may very well not have a job anymore after this, or she'll be mistreated at her job. But she was trying to do a good thing for the city of Detroit. And she was trying to stand up for the voters of Michigan. And her own Democrat representatives are trying to destroy her life and her character. These people are insane. And worst of all, they're trying to cover up fraud. And they know that. Rudy said something really good. You know, he went right to the heart of their constitutional authority. And he said, I would be more worried about putting my name on this if I were you. So these people are betting. They are betting their futures that Rudy doesn't have enough evidence while listening to the evidence. That's insane. You're just going to trust Democrats in Detroit, one of the most corrupt cities in the country, like top 10 most corrupt for sure, by every standard. Philly, same. Chicago, same. New York, under de Blasio, same. D.C., you guessed it. Atlanta, probably. Los Angeles, oh yeah. San Francisco, yep. Seattle, oh God, yes. Portland, Portland is so far beyond corrupt, they actually think that they live in a different system there. And these people are going to sign their names to the vote certifications made by corrupt people who they know to be corrupt. And they are betting that there's not enough evidence out there and that none will ever come out. Are you kidding me? I would be horrified to do that. They're just counting the days until their reputations are destroyed forever. And Republicans are doing this too, by the way. These people are are constitutionally supposed to be the last line of defense when it comes to fraudulent elections. And they are abandoning that duty and blaming it on the people. How do we know this isn't the people's choice? Well, here's how. Because all of the people meant to give you what the people's choice actually was failed to follow the laws intentionally backdating ballots 
inventing birth dates. All of those ballots are illegal. They are illegal for a very good reason. That reason is because they cannot be verified as actual votes. And now they cannot be recounted. So yes, all of those votes are illegal. You want to hand audit? Do it. Actual observers on every single goddamn ballot. Do that. I'll take whatever the answer is. Fine. Otherwise, this entire election should be thrown out. You want to do another election? Great. Let's do it. Everyone in person with ID. You don't have a state ID? Prove it. Prove who you are. And we'll get you one. States can do that. Eric Garcetti now is just proposing that all restaurant workers are given $800 because that apparently is the price to destroy their lives. And the thing is, people have been so economically destroyed by the lockdown that they might well take it and be like, all right, I guess this is what we get. More gruel, sir. Fuck this. Eric Garcetti has commanded that everything be canceled. That travel by foot is prohibited. Go fuck yourself, Eric. You clown. And commies and maskies empower these people. They believed that more lockdowns and closures weren't coming as long as they voted for Biden because we need some responsible leadership in the White House. Fucking morons, man. And it's not good enough anymore. It is not good enough anymore to say you did not like Trump. Oh, Trump's corrupt. I don't like Trump. Oh, yeah. How do you know? Can I quiz you? Can I quiz you on what Trump has done bad? Let me quiz you. I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to know exactly what you think that justifies empowering the Chinese Communist Party and making it so that people cannot earn a living anymore. I would like to quiz you on that. Let's see how deep this belief goes for you. Can I quiz you, Kami? Oh, where'd you go? You're running in the opposite direction. Home to Kami Mommy. Goodbye. I can't quiz you. Okay. That's what I thought. Goodbye. These people just accept this. And, you know, opinion surveys and influencer Instagram accounts, they do these little polls about whether or not you think it's good that we're getting more lockdowns. And it's like 60% of people say yes. Who asked you to do that poll? Did you get paid to put that poll up so that the information would go out there that people actually really believe this is a good idea? That these people aren't just some strange margin of morons that definitely do exist in Hollywood? This shit is crazy. If you believe lockdowns work, you are a stupid person. There is no more doubt about this. You cannot identify as smart any longer because that's what you're doing. You're an actual stupid person who identifies as smart. Lockdowns are not safe. Lockdowns are the single most dangerous thing that has happened since the last nuclear bomb went off. 
This is a worldwide crisis of corruption and stupidity, and it is killing people and it is destroying lives. It is the greatest loss of human life, human joy, and human prosperity in the history of the world. And it is done intentionally. There is no science behind lockdowns and never has been. If you need the science, go look for it. There is no scientific proof anywhere that lockdowns work. Even the Chinese corrupt WHO came out and said lockdowns don't work. And who would have guessed it? But Wuhan is totally back to life with no masks. You fucking idiots. Likewise, there's no scientific evidence that masks work. These studies are coming out regularly now that all of these restrictions do not work. And here's how dumb people are. We're now building little individual bubbles and tents and little greenhouses. I literally posted on, on, uh, on Instagram today about these greenhouses that they were building. These totally enclosed spaces outdoors so that restaurants could still stay open and have their outdoor dining. Well, not in California because any outdoor dining is too dangerous. But they built indoors outdoors. Cool. Does that mean I can smoke in restaurants now and bars? Because I would fucking love that. And I guess if indoors can now be defined as outdoors, then when I smoke in the restaurant, I'm technically outdoors. And you know I'm outdoors because there's a door that can be opened. That's the only standard of what outdoors is now. I mean, Gavin was outdoors while inside at the French Laundry. So was San Francisco Mayor London Breed. And by the way, her name is really good advice. Have more babies, London. Get after it. We like your accents here in America. We want more of you. Unless you're commies and maskies, which I can tell a lot of you are. Because you're okay with hate speech laws. And that's like the number one thing of being a communist. And of course, they must have the data on this, right? I mean, no, the restaurant data that they admitted. This is Barbara Ferrer I'm talking about. The restaurant data that they have, that they claim to have, is from a CDC report in May. May, seven months ago. And of course, they were studying times even before that, obviously. Seven months ago, and they're saying that restaurants need to be closed. But there's no proof that restaurants are major sources of spread anywhere in the world. And now they say that their data says that hospitalizations are going up. And that it's getting very dangerous out there. We could exceed hospital capacity. Well, Can I quiz you about whether or not those are just normal flu cases that you're calling COVID because your standard of COVID is COVID-like symptoms? You fucking commies. Can I quiz you about that, Eric? You can talk to people in hospitals. That's possible. Ask all your friends. Hey, do you know somebody who works at a hospital in California? I bet you're only two or three degrees away from someone who does. And what will they tell you? Will they tell you that they are actually not filled with COVID patients at all? Yeah, that's what they'll tell you. Is that what Eric will tell you? 
No. Hey, Eric, can I quiz you? Here's a question. Is Cedar sinai filled with COVID patients right now? Will you answer that, Eric? Will you answer it through your mask, Eric? Or are we at a riot where you don't need a mask? And speaking of rioting, by the way, where were all the Proud Boys riots? I was told that they were going to be at polling places with guns, intimidating voters, and that if Trump lost, they would be rioting in the streets. Where are the Proud Boys? Where are the white supremacist rioters that we were warned about by James Comey and Christopher Wray and other communists? Where are the Proud Boys that needed to stand back and stand by? Where are they? They're nowhere. White supremacist hate crimes. Hey, you're all Jussie Smollett, you fucking liars, you race baiting liars. The Democrat Party is the most racist group of people you can imagine since the KKK, who was, by the way, the Democrat Party. They fail every community. They say they're helping. And then they steal their votes. And then they say they really like us, the blacks. And that's how you know we're good. So it's not that I have one black friend. It's that I have all these black friends. And, you know, I don't actually know any of them, but they're my friends. They like me, which means I must like them. And if I must like them, then you can trust me that I don't steal their votes and that I'm trying everything I can to help them. And it just hasn't worked after 60 years. And well, that's because they're not educated and we'll believe that they're not educated, A, because we're racist and B, because we're the ones making sure that their schools are overrun with illegal immigrants rather than citizens. So that the schools that are already underfunded, and by the way, we do control the schools, and of course we control the the teachers union and do whatever they say because they're the ones that support our campaigns. But their lack of education is their fault, and you can know it's their fault because they're black and they need extra help. Vote Democrat. And it actually doesn't matter if you vote Democrat because we're going to take your votes and we're going to make them Democrat. Or... We're going to take in so many votes that you're Democrat no matter what, even if you vote for Donald Trump. Which brings me actually back to a really interesting question that uh, Giuliani got from one of the legislators on the panel yesterday. And the legislator said, well, you know, since 2016, Joe Biden actually did a little bit worse than Hillary Clinton did. And Donald Trump did a little bit better in Detroit. He's like, isn't that proof that there wasn't fraud? And Giuliani looks at him stupefied. Like, what are you talking about? Of course, that's not proof. That like believing that that's proof relies. On the claim 
that black people that first of all, Detroit's vote is all black people. But also. That they vote so overwhelmingly for Democrats. That the only way this could have happened is through a legitimate vote that Trump got more votes, but that's not true. It's entirely possible that Trump's vote went up way, way further than it was in 2016, like it did everywhere else. And that they still pulled off massive fraud just to get Joe Biden as close as they needed to there. That's entirely possible. In fact, that's exactly what happened. And we know it happened because the fraud is real. So you don't work back from the point that everything is perfect and then figure out clever ways to make it perfect. You look at all the evidence and figure out what the fuck happened. All of this stuff is completely batshit insane. And the people who identify as smart will believe something that dumb. Because that sounds clever to them and proves the case. And that's all they need. Something that sounds clever. Oh, yeah. Wow. That sounds clever. Perfect explanation for this thing. I already think. Yeah, you're very, very smart. Now, one last thing before I go. So last night or in the evening, maybe Breitbart dropped an article about how Lynn Wood had donated to Democrats over the years. And the implication here was meant to be that Lynn Wood is actually like this sleeper agent. And that everything he's saying and doing are total conspiracies because they're trying to knock down the Lynn Wood, Sidney Powell thing. Now, you might think, oh, Breitbart. Well, they would never say anything bad about conservatives. Not true. You'll notice that I almost will never talk about Breitbart because I don't read Breitbart. I don't trust Breitbart. And this is one of the reasons why, by the way. Reports are that it was actually Mitch McConnell's office that got this information out and planted in Breitbart. And if that's true, then Mitch McConnell is a traitor. What Mitch McConnell wants is to keep his Senate majority leader status by getting these two Georgia Senate candidates elected. That's his only priority. His priority is not Donald Trump. And as I've said on this podcast before, I think that basically anyone who's been in the federal government for longer than like 20 years is probably compromised and corrupt. Maybe not all of them don't want to paint with too broad a brush. But most of them, especially ones in powerful positions like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. And we know all the Democrats are. Especially Bernie, by the way. Total champagne socialist just loves power. So much in common with actual communist dictators, which is probably why he likes them so much and always has. But I digress. So Lynn Wood responded to this thing. Pretty powerfully, and uh, I think that's all we need to know. Here are his tweets in response. 
Breitbart is dishonest. Historically, I am nonpartisan. This year, I was partisan because I love real Donald Trump. I donated 375000 to Trump PAC. Senator David Perdue solicited a $25,000 donation, and I gave it to him. I gave $5,600 to Representative Doug Collins and hosted a fundraiser for him. I estimate that I have given Win Red $10,000 plus this year. I have donated several thousand dollars to other Republican candidates and $150,000 to conservative PAC for congressional candidates. I gave $5,000 at a fundraiser in which Rick Grinnell spoke. That is all I can remember at the moment. How did Breitbart miss these facts? Guess some people do not want the fraud in the Georgia election to be discovered. I did not donate to Brian Kemp. Now back to my dessert. And he has a... Uh, picture of what looks like maybe uh some pecan pie yeah it's pecan pie good for you lynn wood so this is what this this story of course breaks into the central narrative and people on the right are talking about it everybody's talking about it oh my god lynn wood might be this sleeper agent and he's secretly taking down donald trump and the whole thing is a big joke and there's no evidence lies and it's so, so crazy. They don't even listen to what they're saying. They are claiming that all this stuff about Dominion and about election corruption is one massive conspiracy theory. While saying... That the people who are working 24 hours a day to expose that stuff are basically secret agents trying to take down Donald Trump. You know what you might call that if you had a brain? A conspiracy theory. That is a totally baseless, completely unfounded, utterly ridiculous, detached from reality, conspiracy theory. Just like Russiagate. Just like Trump getting peed on by Russian hookers, just like the Ukraine, just like covid masks and lockdowns and just like black lives matter. All of this anti-reality conspiracy nonsense that they promote day in and day out to build the false reality they're building. And you know it's false because you have a brain and you can see the motivation for all of what they do. I'll be back tomorrow, the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. Don't have a network. Joe Biden will never be president. Masks and lockdowns don't work and never have. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, 
but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. 